Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are talking today about this ability to tap into this internal guidance system, the wisdom of our soul, and actually stepping into our passion and our purpose. So many of us are clouded from this. And in today's episode, we are speaking with an expert, a mindset cultivator who will get us into that badass mode and really release us into this liberation of our soul and expressing that here in the physical. My guest today is Moira Hutchinson, and we want to welcome her to this quantum conversation. Moira, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. It's my pleasure, and thank you very much for hosting such a wonderful platform to have these kind of conversations. We love talking about passion and purpose and really doing that which makes our hearts sing because as we know, that is new earth. That is the frequency of new earth. However, we sometimes feel stuck or we get obstacles in the way, some blocks. And many of of us know and feel that there's uh, inner wounds that have to be healed and definitely some belief systems. So this is precisely what you work on. What are the number one blocks that people experience in the work that you do? So a lot to do with that idea of purpose and and passion that you just spoke of. So many people come and talk to me about um, not being able to to find it. Number one, not being able to find it or even understand that they have something that could give them passion or have that sense of meaning. Mm-hmm. Also, there's there's so many stories of I'm not good enough and um, I, I'm, I'm a procrastinator or I'm a people pleaser or uh, I need to work really hard. That's something that comes up an, an awful lot, too. But it's it's a it, it's a piece around not understanding that every choice that we are in was created by us for us. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like. Mm-hmm. 
when when we can really allow our heart to guide us because a lot of this piece of of not being in alignment with our calling or what we we bring is because we're getting too caught up in our head so yes. this is the the biggest thing and, it, and it, sh- it manifests itself in so many different ways it could be stories of lack it could be a sense of i'm not good enough or who am i to bring in my uh zone of brilliance you know, I, I, I'm as as I talk on have these kinds of conversations, different client conversations come to mind. And one I just had quite recently is she actually knows. She knows what, what flavor is, what, what her gift to humanity is, if you like. Mm-hmm. Scared of being seen. Scared of being seen. That yes. is so common. Yes. Isn't yes. that interesting with the light workers and the healers? Absolutely in the work that you do, when you look at that and unravel it, what do you mm-hmm. see? Past life stuff, huh? Often is past life stuff, but it's also partly, so je- definitely it can be past life stuff, but it, it can also be, uh, there's no point in putting myself out there because nobody's going to appreciate or approve of what I do. Yes. That can actually be just a, a sequence of, Judging yourself based upon what you think other people think about you. Yeah, that's a huge one too. It's massive. And, and to your point, absolutely, it can come from, from a past life uh, type of situation where you did put yourself out there and you're ridiculed. There's so many healers who have had, myself included actually, have had past lives where you were, you were killed or you were belittled or you were ridiculed for sharing your healing gifts. So, so that's why I'm saying there's a bit of, of both of, of those uh, will influence that kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I think everyone listening to this show has had past lives of being stifled or snuffed out because we were speaking truth or, or um, expressing our gifts. Yes, yes. But, you know, then that can start to play out as a conversation in your mind. And yes. that's in, in my work. I really encourage people not to necessarily get too caught up in a, and in fact, I had a conversation like this with somebody a couple of years ago where she actually almost abdicated responsibility for it right now because it was based on what happened in a past life. So therefore, what could she do? Mm-hmm. And my point is it's happening right now and it's yes. happening right now as a gift for you to actually feel it, witness it have some gratitude for it. That was then, this is now kind of attitude and see what you can do to release it. My whole platform is all about letting go, but you can't let something go unless you show up to it with full compassion and awareness of this is what it is. It's just there. Beautiful. Okay. So basically, even if it happened in a past lifetime, it shows up in this lifetime as, I mean, it could be as simple as not wanting to get um, put our face up on a video, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right? Or being seen that way, but we still do our work. And so even though we may seemingly be doing our work out in the, in the field or in the world as we see is important, we could still be harboring little uh, beliefs like this that are actually holding us back from a, a deeper greatness that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to release these things. Can you talk to us about what you do to assist people in releasing these beliefs. 
So the first thing, and, and thank you, that was a beautiful step into what I'd like to share with, with you and with your listeners today is I've developed a five-step process to actually kind of come right through all of this. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what all the five steps are, and then I will kind of organically shift, shift you all through it to, so you can get a sense of what, what this is all about. Is it good for us to put our intention for our own, um, what we need to heal and um, fix up in our own world? As we listen to this, we can kind of apply that to it. You can. And then I have something else that I want to touch on to, to teach about the intentions part. But definitely, okay. that would be a great thing to do. And, and actually, well, let me just tell you the steps and then I, I can then introduce how we might bring something up to to be addressed to be transmuted and lifted off yes okay okay so the five steps are awareness acceptance action adaptation and aspire or aspiration okay so how it works and how you know we, our, our conversation there about the um knowing what your purpose is, but then not wanting to be seen or having some kind of limiting belief or, and like, as we've said, it doesn't really matter if it's something this lifetime or something that you've brought in with you from a previous life, because let's be honest, if something comes up, it's to show you that you have the capacity to ground it through your experience. And by mm. that, I mean like, like you feel it and you let it go, let it be transmuted and they thank you, I've got it, I don't need to keep feeling like I'm stuck on that hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. So all of that step, this is what we do, awareness. So awareness is very much like take an inventory. Where are you? What are you telling yourself about where you are? Where, you, where would you like to be? Where have you come from? And so this is just kind of like you could... Um, the, your listeners could be just jotting down a few few notes about this or make it a longer process and start journaling. Mm -hmm. Awareness is something that will keep coming in waves and it's just really important to stay open, but also create moments of just calmness, just go still, because that's part of what you need to do too in order to get the insights that are, are available for us because they're all inside us. So when we come to a sense of awareness and take a deep breath and just be, sometimes awareness is enough to make something pop. Some, might, some inspiration just lands, you know? Does that make sense? It does. And I love saying that that awareness piece mm -hmm. is almost 70 to 80% of the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. I'm going to circle back to these uh, steps because they actually um, they associate with the, with the chakras as well. So I'm going to come through them and then I'll show you how they work with the, the chakras. I really love this whole system. And I didn't catch them all at first. Can you run through those again? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the first step was awareness. That's what we were just talking about. The next step is acceptance, then action, then adapting or adaptation, aspire or aspiration. Beautiful. And so uh, in, in my work with clients, both one-on-one -on -one and in groups, this number two step is one of the trickiest ones, acceptance. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as I tell somebody you have to accept what is happening right now, they kind of go into shock. Like, oh my gosh, 
you mean I have to accept that I have this bad bad habit or this sense of lack or this story playing out in front of me I have to accept it and they because here's the thing I think oftentimes people think that accepting means I'm keeping it ah uh. yes if I say you have to accept that you have that or you have this propensity to overthink or worry or get angry or look to outside influences for your answers then we take a deep breath and we do acceptance now in in my practice when i'm working with people i will do things like i use a lot of uh, meditation visualization i'm a hypnotherapist also beautiful and um and i do tapping eft tapping emotion mm -hmm. freedom technique mm -hmm. and so the that those those ones are in, in particular are excellent for just accepting so at this point in my formula here accepting just as saying it is what it is that's true acceptance it's not right or wrong good or bad up or down it's it just is because that once you really get into a felt sense of acceptance like and you know the other part we were just talking about whether um, a, a belief system is coming from a past life or it's sitting right here. Mm -hmm. When you just come into acceptance, it's right here. Yeah. The roots of it doesn't really matter. It's just here. Yes. And then we can take a deep breath. We're not judging, saying I'm wrong or, I, or you know, I'm being punished. A lot of people will think, say things like that in my practice. I'm being punished for something. Whereas we, of course, we never are, right? This brings up a good point, and, and that resistance that comes from this acceptance piece, this mm -hmm. resistance to the acceptance, the words non-judgmental self-observation yes. comes to play here. That's really what that is yeah. when we can say it is what it is. Feel the energy of that. It is removing the trigger. Yes, yes, absolutely. And by doing that, it gives you the opening, the capacity to do something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whereas when we're sitting in the, oh gosh, it's all my fault, or, or you know, yes. I'm stuck with this, you can't, that, that's heavy. It's sticky, stuck energy. And how on earth can you, get, you know, lift yourself up out of the muck from that one? Right. It's why people get stuck. That's they right. do literally get stuck and they just stay there. Yes. Okay, so then that brings us to the next step of the action. The action, yes. And so action can be doing things like, I'm going to set some intentions. Yes. Or I'm going to try something new. Or I'm going to, I'm going to go and start writing that book. Or I'm going to go and write, reach out to those potential clients or that potential job or that potential relationship. I'm going to actually go and call somebody or, right? So get up out of my chair and do something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's funny because um, a mentor of mine used to talk about when we're stuck trying to make a choice, she was equating it to sitting on the, the edge of a field, sitting on the fence looking at a whole bunch of horses in the field and looking at each one and saying, well, I quite like the color of that one. That one's a bit too slow. That one's a bit too fast. That one, that one's, and labeling them all and just saying, I can't make an, any decision. What mm -hmm. she used to say was, stop that thinking, go jump on one of them. Doesn't matter which one, just one. 
it doesn't mean you stay on that horse forevermore. But while you're in motion, you will know how it feels. And then you can make the best decision of this one serves me on so many levels, but I would prefer that one. So then we get into to, the action helps you hone in on what is your preference? How do you want to feel? And when we do take those actions, synchronicities start to fall into place, especially if we're aligned, right, with that heartfelt work and that passion that you talk about, this passion and your purpose, that creates a field for us. And as we know, things in motion tend to stay in motion. So it just is a great thing to keep going. I love that because as we do this, it could be little little tiny action steps, right? Like even going and doing research on something yeah. and, and what we feel from that is so rewarding and it does keep us going. That's Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. even sometimes what, what, what some of my clients will do is they'll actually just write down a list of all the possibilities yes. that they could do. And that's an action step because now it's made tangible. It's made physical when you write it down. You know what else is a really good one, an action step for everyone to take, is to write 10 things that, that make you the best at what you're good at. That's right? excellent. Yeah. So we know, because we, we fall so short, and this goes back to the number one block of we don't think we're good enough. Yeah. And, and the reason why, and, and we're going to get back to these five steps, but this is important because when, when we can take this action and write those good things about us, like you said, we're bringing it down, we're anchoring it here. Mm-hmm. And when we look at having to say why we're so good, at what we know that we know that we're helping someone with that is very powerful and that will correlate to how we value our services and what we charge for our services because i know that a lot of healers and light workers are hesitant to really charge that much but what we know is that people humans in general really take stock in where they put their money Mm-hmm. So the more money they spend for something, the more they value it. Yes. No, I love that. That's, a, that's an excellent one. And, and then also the, because the, the other part of that ec- exercise is to uh, list out the things that you're grateful for or the things that make you feel prosperous right now. Yes. Well, right there, that one as an energetic will lift anyone out of despair over <laughs> current financial situations, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love what you just said about the money because unfortunately all too often people hook up uh, cash flow or, or financial abundance with self-worth. And yeah. so the action steps that we're talking about here kind of unhook that, but then magic happens and it starts to flow because really money is just a flow. Absolutely. And you know what I love to say, Maura? Passion flow is the new cash flow. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to recap because the awareness, we said that the awareness of something that's limiting us, Mm -hmm. belief system or whatever, Mm -hmm. is 70 to 80% of the work. Acceptance is another little piece, but action is another huge, I'd say 10% of the work because that action will keep us going. If we do what we love, do what we love, that's the action. So we just begin by doing it. 
Exactly. But you know, all of these steps build on each other too, because it's not you do awareness and then you move into acceptance because as you are accepting, you're still being aware. And then the same as as you move into action, you're still accepting everything that's happening. So you can still be, I like to think of, of this as us being a spiritual investigator or a spiritual detective, we're tapping in, how does this make me feel about me? And we've already got this awareness because that's going to be my guiding principles now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. From there, we move into the step number four, which is adapt, because we've now become the next best version of us. Mm-hmm. Because we are now taking inspired action based upon our own awareness that's, that's come from inner inner awareness checking in with us because this is coming back to that whole aspect that all of the answers that we are looking for actually i believe i I joke with people about this i believe that every answer that we're looking for is actually looking for us too (laughs) and they're inside us yeah so all too often people are are looking outside and it's like no we need to create spaces create carve out some time to just be with our own inner wisdom and let that come through and so that's where the adapting is now i become a person who is aware accepts everything that is and takes action in an inspired way and and so so now you can really see that that all of these keep going there would be some who question exactly this could be another place where people get stuck is discerning identifying what is inspired action and what is like sabotage? Cause we can sabotage ourselves. Uh, how do you, how do you define that, that inspired action? I, I love that you asked that Lauren. So I actually really, so you know, we were just saying about the answers that we're looking for are inside of us, mm-hmm. but this is a time for us to start really developing a sense of trust and checking in. And so you can use your own body or your own physical felt sense of something to know whether it's a sabotage heavy energy or an uplifting, I'm a bit scared of this, but it's uplifting and exciting. And so all you do is you, you maybe you could write down something, I, I intend to do this, and then go and look at it. Does that and, and I'm I'm I've got my hands on my shoulders as I'm saying this to you. Can I feel my shoulders lift up? with a little bit of a bouncy, bouncy sense of, yes, this is, this is a yes. That's my body saying yes. So now I don't have to overthink things. The other type, type of, of um, intelligence that we'll get when it is procrastination or maybe it's completely the wrong thing for you, then when you go and say, I'm going to do this, you will feel a slight weight. You will feel a pushdown, a physical pushdown on your shoulders. And that's a no. So the thing is, is to be saying to yourself, does this support my passion? That's what you're going to do. Does this, does this activity, this idea, this relationship, does this project, does it support my, my drive to make my heart sing? Is this where my joy is? And check in with your body. Yes or no. And you know, this is just reminding me of another um, technique that I teach all my clients. And I can just talk you through it because this can be an adapting type of um, process. 
that basically all you do is you take the tips of two fingers, and it doesn't matter which hand, uh, left or right. I usually use my, my right hand, but it would be your dominant hand. And you just lightly tap on your third eye area. And you don't have to be saying anything. This is a great exercise to do when you're overthinking, when you're wondering and, and, and kind of lost in the, oh my gosh, what if I make the wrong choice? Or what about this? Or there's too many things for me to, to uh, say yes or no to. So you're just tapping lightly on your third eye area. And then you come down to the bridge of your nose and you tap three times. And then you tap on the tip of your nose three times. Then you tap on your upper lip, tap on the cleft of your chin, and then you form your hand into a light fist and you just sort of thump on your chest, kind of at, right, at the tips of your collarbone. And then you open your hand and place it over your heart and you say out loud three times, I live here. I live here. I live here. And you'll probably feel a little bit of warmth in your heart, in your hand, and you just stay there for as long as you want to. And then make your choice, make your decision. Because now you just come out of your head and you've listened to your heart. Let your heart guide you. Feel that. I love it. It's beautiful, Maura. We often talk about getting out of the head and into the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is so physical. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful process. So you can tap on the third eye as long as you need. That's right. Yep. Okay. Then it's three times on the bridge of the nose. Yeah. Three times, three times on the tip. On upper lip. As long as you want on the upper lip. As long as you want on the cleft of your chin. And then the, the, the sort of thumping on your chest. This is basically, um, this is activating an area that I call the seat of judgment. And there's mm. oftentimes uh, congestion in this area. The idea of it, it's halfway between your heart and your throat. So mm -hmm. if I am not getting to speak my heart's desire, I need to clear this area out. So you want to just access that idea. And then when you feel like you've, you've got some clearing happening there, then you put your hand, open hand over your heart and say that I, I live here three times. Beautiful. What a good tool for everyone to use and to get aligned with that heart center when we need to take that inspired action. Absolutely. And you know, so that tool also really helps with that fourth step of adapting because when you do things like that, then you're adapting into that heart-led being, yep. Yep. right? So the, to me, uh, adapting might be that I'm going to have a couple of mini meditations throughout the day, or I'm just going to tap into what's my heart calling me to do. So yes, that, that, that tool that I just taught you is a beautiful action step, but it also allows you to adapt to the person who really listens and makes decisions from your heart. So then after you do that little technique, then do you ask, what is my heart calling me to do? Yes, you can do that. Or you can go and revisit that, you know, so sometimes I will get people to do that just because they're 
way too much in their head and that oh my gosh mm-hmm. what about this and what about this and what about yeah. this and what if I make it wrong then I might get them to do what I would call a brain dump of write down everything that was bothering you and then now from this space of living from your heart because you'll actually find out a lot of those what ifs don't matter right right and so because mm-hmm. now you've got that intelligence from your heart it's like you know what at the end of the day that doesn't matter and when you do write that list of all the what ifs, mm-hmm. all the worries, you look at it and you see that it is fully a projection of your mind. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And, and the thing is, too, is that the, the, I'm thinking about the, the work about, of human design. I don't know if any of, of your listeners have come across human design. Yes. But, so I love that body of work. And I actually bring some of that into to the work I do with clients. Excellent. But one of that main teachings is we all need to fire our mind because we cannot allow ourselves to be guided through or navigate through life from our mind. A brain dump. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, that is that because, you know, I'm a big believer in list writing or just writing everything down that's going on in your head, because when we don't do that, our mind is trying to say, you have to remember this and remember this, remember this. And so it just keeps going around and looping. Whereas I can create complete stillness in my mind if I write everything down, because see, I honored it. I'm saying to that sort of space in me that says, oh my gosh, I might not be safe. That's what's happening when we have that, all that, oh my God, type of worry is saying, I'm scared, I'm not safe. My yes. security is being challenged here as a spiritual being. Yes. It's actually completely not true, of course. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. So by writing these things down, it gives us some freedom. I love that. Mm-hmm. And is, okay, so then that brings us to the next step. Yes, the last step is to aspire. So you can see that as we've come through this, I liken it to be like a spiral, upward spiral. Yeah. And so now we've worked through this, we've, we've gained some insights, we've landed into our heart, we've taken some action towards what makes my heart sing, and then we get to say, so where am I headed? Now I'm going to say, aspiring, I help people, you know, set a vision, set an inspiration, inspired intentions can come here. And then, of course, the whole process starts again, because we start back from awareness, so now I'm aware of where I am, where I'm headed, how much power I have, and we just keep going through it. That whole, the whole um, process just keeps repeating itself, but from yes. an enlightened perspective. Yes, that is our soul's evolution. Absolutely. Yes, the spiral of evolution. And so what a beautiful way. I mean, and it really is just getting really into the heart And listening, and our body knows the answers. So you really give some beautiful tools on how we listen to the body. Absolutely. Which brings me to, I said I I was going to share with you how those five steps relate to the seven chakras, the seven main chakras that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And so each, each chakra has a right. So here at the awareness step, is actually related to the root chakra. And the root chakra, its right is to be here. 
-hmm. So we get to be aware that we have the right to be here. Mm -hmm. And moving up through acceptance is, is connected to the sacral chakra. These first two chakras that I'm talking about, we call them the somatic chakras. So somatic, soma being the body. So these are the ones related to, to our body. So awareness and acceptance, we can really start getting into. That's why doing things like the exercise that I taught uh, and EFT tapping is a great um, tool to be used at the second step of acceptance. But the right of the sacral chakra is to feel. And so this is why we're allowing ourselves to just feel what we feel with no labeling, non-judgmental acceptance. Then the next, the next step is to take action. And action is what we do from our solar plexus. The solar plexus chakra is all about uh, being confident and in control, taking action, doing things, showing up. Um, these chakras, these next three, they're called the egoic chakras. So these are our, our, about our identity. So like I said, that the action step is at the solar plexus. Then the heart chakra, that's where is adapt. So we adapt using our heart, living from our heart helps us follow our own um, heart song, if you like. And then that fifth step to aspire is our voice. Now we get to speak up and say, this is what I intend. And then the, the final two, the crown and, and third eye chakra, I call them the transpersonal chakras. And to me, they're kind of like the overlords. They get to monitor and witness and hold space and elevate those five steps. So we keep checking back in with our insight, with our intuition, and we allow ourselves to have those divine downloads, those aha moments that can land at any point while we stay opened open to what we're creating, what is our passion, what is our purpose, what are we here to, to bring in. And this is actually very much about, it's our responsibility to dig in deep and find out what is your unique piece that you bring to this cosmic game of life that we're all playing. Because each one of us has it and it, each one of us it is our responsibility to do this. And so what I've shared so far is, to me, is about being very sacred, loving, unconditionally loving of our own process and what goes on and what we accept and don't accept. It's to help us steer through that in the best way with ease and grace and transform any form, form, formations of suffering to come to a space of peace and acceptance that that was for our highest good and we have the power to move through these things. Beautifully well-spoken, Moira. Thank Why you. it's so important to dive deep within ourselves and uncover it. And so you do that with your clients in your personal sessions that you do. What is that like? You know, I guess every session is different, but this is, you're really able to help ninja through belief systems and help someone navigate deeply within themselves to reveal what is blocking them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love that, that, that the ninja actions. So yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. with my clients, I, I, I'm doing more and more group work, but I do also do uh, one-on-one -on -one work 
where it's basically showing up. I, I do think of myself as a spiritual detective and I get to, to uh, co-create the, the moving through and breaking down of the limitations for people so that they can actually get into that, you know, consciously setting the intentions that they, they really want to, like allowing their heart to, to steer them. Yes. Beautiful how you help them navigate that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, your special offer is available for our audience. It includes a personal consultation. Talk a little bit about the other items in your special offer and, and the benefits that it gives our listeners. Absolutely. So I've in, in there is two complete courses that I've taught. One is all about... Um, the letting go process what we it goes deeper and it gives you some meditations to use uh there's uh audio and video on these courses so the first one i i gave uh my get unstuck course mm -hmm. which is it's all about creating the plan of action to get unstuck and get traction on what what it is you're wanting to create the the letting go process is is uh it's an experiential thing that will people can go back to over and over again. Um, and then on, oh, I've created, I also included uh, a list of guided meditations. So I'm a meditation teacher. So there's some, I'm very much in a believer in meditation being that, that excellent way to open up to your inner guidance. And they also get an hour session with me and in the sessions with me, what it's set up for is that I would be doing a tarot card reading, but tarot card readings, most of my clients, and this is part of my coaching program. When people are in my coaching program, they also get tarot card readings as sessions sometimes, but it oftentimes people feel like it's a visit with their higher self. And so that's kind of where we, 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 we really go diving deep into uh, where are you? What are you wanting to achieve? What are the blocks? And then the final piece to the card reading is I actually have my own set of cards. I've developed a, a system. I call it the letting go guidance system. And I have, I have them in my hand actually right now. Okay. <laughs> it's a deck of 44 cards. And so what made, what brought this about was that I, you know how there's thousands and thousands of oracle cards and I am a tarot card reader. I've been doing tarot cards for over 30 years, but, uh, and did, so I did a lot of research. I love the tarot yeah, and I love the oracle cards. There are lots of oracle cards, but yeah. for myself, I've come through some periods of dark depression. And when you're in a real funk, when you're feeling really stuck, if you pull an angel card or an oracle card that says all is well or your angels are here or something uplifting you may not be able to resonate or have that insight land for you so my feeling was there needed to be something that could get you to that place where you might be able to hear that wisdom so that's where what inspired the development of these cards. So these are things uh, like, and so it's used like an oracle system. And so what I'm going to do is get everybody to take a nice deep breath with me. And we're just going to focus on what do we have to let go of or what's the best thing for us to focus on letting go of in order to hear 
the direction of our heart's calling or feel more into our passion, our purpose. And then I'm going to pick one and let's see what we're going to work on. And so this, this is a good one. I always chuckle when I, when I do them because they always speak to what was going on. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it is. And so the card that's come up is insecurity. Mm-hmm. So that's what we need to work on letting go of. And so I've written a book that goes with these. And so each one of us will have our own insight or our own idea of what insecurity might mean for us. So insecurity might be to some people, I might lose my job. Insecurity to somebody else might be my partner's going to leave me. Or insecurity could be I don't have enough money to pay my mortgage or my bills. So it's going to be however it shows up for you. But let me just read out the, the description in the book here too, because this will help people go deep. And I encourage people to journal and sit with this idea of letting go of insecurity. So I've written here, happy people accept who they are and work with it every day of their lives. They radiate confidence, exude, exude their pride and give off positive vibes. There's no reason to be insecure in life. If there are things that you are self-conscious about, go out into the world and to change them. Only you have the ability to create the best version of yourself. It's okay to have insecurities, we all do, and it's crucial for us to observe and understand the impact of these insecurities that these insecurities have on our quality of our lives. It's our responsibility to learn how to control these insecurities and to not let them control us. Nobody knows your struggles better than you do. Nobody knows your life experiences better than you do. Whether you've been through a lot or not in your life by now, and whether you feel like a victim, whether you feel like people treated you rightly or not, it's important for you to realize no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That was a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. When a thought that is not beneficial to you pops into your awareness, ask yourself questions like, do these thoughts have any foundation? Or are these thoughts helping me in any way? Or are these beliefs even mine? Be willing to let go and be willing to change your mind. So that's the focus of letting go of insecurity. There's so many facets to that for our collective group. And, and that's beautiful. All right. Let's let it go. Let it go. <laughs> we hereby release insecurity. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, your special offer, thank you so much for that. Again, it is there on our webpage at AcousticHealth.com, special offers slash Moira, and you will see that. Wow, thank you. And the people that you help really feel safe and secure, and you really motivate people. That's why you are the mindset cultivator. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. And so some of the people that you've helped, can you share one of your favorite stories of someone becoming a badass? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> badass. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I've had so many different um, successes. There's ones, the one that I really love, and actually I'm going to go meet her for coffee because she's become one of my best promoters she always feels like a conversation with me provides her with the mothering that she never had 
and it allows her space to then fully become herself. So she's actually successfully uh, rebranded herself and become a very successful photographer. And uh, that's, that's the feedback that I get from people is that uh, I am extremely non-judgmental. I expect people to come up and be willing to let me see all aspects of them. And so that's, I think that's why she always felt like it was the mother she never had, because that's what we, we all want that. And that is, in my experience, that's what I get to, to provide people is that I can be the sacred sounding board and allow people to, you know, really delve deep and, and admit to themselves sometimes things that are kind of uncomfortable. And then from there, you know, work through my system or, or work through what do I need to face up to and let go of. And releasing those blocks and really stepping into it. I love the technique here. It's five steps. And if we can keep our mind and our heart actually focused on that, we will create this beautiful world, this beautiful new earth that is a frequency. And let's talk a little bit about passion and purpose because when you, you mentioned earlier, some people have a hard time finding it or discovering it. Mm -hmm. And you help them do that by getting rid of some of these beliefs. And we know that when we start doing what we love and we do what makes our heart sing, that's actually creating a magnetic field around us that brings that which we want. It brings inspiration of how we can begin to monetize those actions that we're taking right mm -hmm. just by doing what we love so it really is quite beautiful talk a little bit about passion and purpose because really that is one and the same yes i, I completely agree it is is this one and the same and it's but it's waking up to the idea that we are co-creating we are are part of this this quantum conversation that it is our energy that's creating the success. And so the passion and the purpose is dropping into what does what makes your heart sing? Yeah. And what what's what type of lifestyle makes your heart sing? What do you what piece of service? I think of being of service is one of the best ways to really make our heart sing. And that can show up in, in, in so many different types of ways. But the thing about, about aligning with your passion and your purpose, because so many people will come to me and say, I, I have no clue about what my purpose is. You're so lucky because you've found it. Well, well they've it's... been programmed so heavily, right? Exactly. Programmed so heavily, but there's also a misunderstanding that this passion or purpose is supposed to be like a, a calling, you know, oh, I'm, I'm to be a doctor or you're to be a nurse or you're to be a... And that's not what it is. So my, my own purpose, my passion, is teaching spiritual responsibility. So that's everything that I do is falling into alignment with what I'm here to do. And so that's the key piece. And that's why I, I sometimes think of myself as a detective. It's, okay, so it, you know, I ask people, pretend you have a magic wand. You have no resources, no limitations. What would, you, what would you love to see? What would you love to be? And this brings me to, to the last area I was going to share with you and your listeners today was about intentions, setting meaningful intentions. Because what this is about is 
when we are aligned with our passions and our purposes, we are making, we're setting conscience conscious intention because now we're really stepping into i'm a divine being having this physical experience i get to choose and through free will of course we are always making choice but the first thing to do is to just press pause for a wee moment we can do that writing those lists down and we can do that exercise that i taught i call that exercise uh, head into heart by the way um, but the other thing too is to also use that we pause as as something that you do right before you go into anything, and you can set up an intention of like a wee reminder, like say to yourself, breathe, or have patience, or stay calm, or be here now, and allow because this is all about allowing you to be the co-creator. So your part is to set the intention and create some stillness because you always have to re allow space for the universe to co-create too. All too often when we're, we're feeling like, oh, I have to get in alignment with my purpose. I have to find that passion. We're, we're forgetting that we are co-creating it. We're always co-creating it. But none of us really are taught when we learn about the law of attraction, very few people realize that they need to take that wee step back, that little pause, because the universe always answers. All too often people say, oh, I tried that and, and I, you know, it doesn't work for me. Well, it doesn't work for you because you're not pausing for long enough. Which, so, so you know, I, I've shared you, with you my five-step formula. Yes. I, love, I love the power of words. And so in this process about helping people find their passion, find their purpose, find their sense of meaning, I came up with it. What I was doing was I was playing with that idea of SMART goals. You're aware of SMART goals, right? Refresh our memory. Absolutely. So SMART goals, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Action-Oriented, Realistic, and Time-Bound Goals. So this is very masculine, very, uh, you either did it, you're not. So there's a lot of right or wrong in here. So I've always, I don't like goals very much. It's not how I roll. And that whole idea around smart, I mean, smart is a, is a cool word, but those, those uh, statements, specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound feel very staccato, very like, get out there and do it. Yeah. So when I was developing, I'm doing a group program right now. And so when I was creating the content for that, I was wanting to reframe each one of those in that acronym SMART. And I couldn't do it. So, so I gave up. And I said, well, I'm much more into intentions. And that's what I've just been sharing about is being conscious, consciously making intentions, which is what is going to open the door and make you realize oftentimes what it does is make you realize you are living your purpose. You just didn't have the framework to go, wow, look, this is the flavor that makes my heart sing. So I'm saying let's not do smart goals and we're going to do clever intentions. And so let me share with you what I mean by clever. Yes. So clever, I have said, is conscious, leveraged, energizing, valuable, expressed, and reflective. So feel how much softer and how much more 
from your heart energy, clever intentions are than smart goals. Read that list one more time. Absolutely. So it's <laughs> conscious. So you're going to set conscious intentions. And we were just talking about that a moment ago. Yep. Le- by leveraged, I mean leveraged on what makes you happy. What's, what's your skill set? What are you good at? What, what, did, what, did you, what could you do all day long? Or what do you feel like you could do and say, wow, I'm so happy I get to do this. I, I could do this without even being paged, paid for it. And so that's what I mean by leveraged. Mm-hmm. Energizing. So remember I was talking to you about how you want to tap into your body to see that lift, that kind of, wow, yes, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Valuable, that's a valuable Yes, we can t- think about uh, creating money, but v- of value, it could be of value to you because it makes you, your heart sing, but of value to the people you get to service and, and to serve and, and to, to co-create with. Expressed is to actually say it out loud and to, to, to do it. And reflective, reflective of your own heart energy. So conscious, leveraged, energizing, valuable, expressed, reflective intentions. Okay. That is the new earth way that we actually move forward in our goals and create new earth solutions, new earth creations, Mm -hmm. programs, services, and products, organizations, all of it. That is really great. I love it. And I know others are going to use that in their life and focus in and create from there absolutely i'm so happy to hear that (laughs) i i love this i just i can't help smile and i have like i can this comes from my heart you can probably hear that yeah you help people get out of their head and into their heart Mm -hmm. and find their passion and their purpose and dive deep and you actually help, in a nutshell, you help people get out of their own way. That Absolutely. is so often where we get stuck, right? Yes. And we have our, like you said, those who do know their ideas and their goals, we do get in our own way with yeah. the belief systems. Mm-hmm. So I love that spiritual detective that you are and that mindset cultivator that you are. And you're a powerful mentor for those who seek it. It's really good to have a mentor that we can work with to help us get to that next step. It gives us accountability mm-hmm. when we can show up and move forward on our dreams. And I know that this is a theme that many people have. Here we are ahead of 2020, and many are feeling this this vibration to really step out and to express and to create the new. And Maura, I love it because you help them do exactly that. Thank you. Thank you. And I love what you just said about that we're approaching 2020 because 2019 from a numerology point of view is a three. Mm-hmm. So this to me is this is the year for us to be guided by our head, heart and higher self. Well, I love that because that three, right? It is, yeah. right? It's the divine masculine and feminine and the creation of the child. Absolutely. And the divine trine. So that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so what a great year 
to prepare us for 2020, which will be a four-year, the okay. foundation, right? Yes, very so stable is, year. Yes, very stable. So this is it. We've heard from so many spiritual leaders who don't pay attention to each other. It's all this and guidance that they get and the downloads that they get, and it all corroborates this general theme of get it going, peeps. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> so that's why I honor you, Moira, for the work that you do. And I want to point our audience to your special offer once again. All of those items in there are beautiful. I love those meditations. Again, that helps us connect in with our higher self. These are very deep connections and you've got tools for people to do that. And people can ask you anything, right? Absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. There is no limitation. Whether people, you meet them wherever they are on the path, whether they are already in business or wanting to leave their job and go into a more uh, of a heart-centered business, you meet them anywhere. Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Maura. I am feeling empowered. I hope our listeners are as well. I have a smile on our face because no matter what we think that we are stuck in, like you said, we have the capability and the capacity to overcome it. Absolutely. Thank you so much to you too, Lauren. I, I, I love the work that you're doing. You're such a gracious host. Oh, thank you. So as we wrap up our circle, any last words of wisdom for our listeners? I think to just recap on that, that idea of, of clever intentions, to always know that no matter how stuck you feel, you've got this. You can do this. And the other part too, one last idea is that when you've got lots of stuff in your head. I taught you a, a, a technique to come out of your head into your heart. But you could also use your breath. I love using my breath as I am statements. And so on a full in breath in your mind, say I am. And then on a full out breath, you can say things like here or worthy or enough, whichever one you need to hear and play with it. So you breathe in, I am and breathe out worthy. Worthy, yes. Yes. And you are worthy. We all are. And we are all uplifted. Our vibrations are higher. And I thank everyone for the bright light, for sharing this light and for radiating it and bringing it in to you as well. Moira, thank you so much for this quantum conversation. Thank you so much. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart as we raise our own vibration we raise the vibration of the planet this show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love access all quantum conversations special offers from our guests and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.